0: It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. I'm Beth Bialco, Director of Global Curriculum for the International Dermal Institute and Dermalogica. And I am so excited as today's podcast is really more about inspiration around your work. This is for you, the skin therapist, the business owner, the manager, the entrepreneur. I love to share great tips and advice and knowledge from experts I've worked with, and today we welcome to the podcast Gina Murata. So welcome,
1: Gina. Hello, Beth. I'm so excited to be here with you and uh, to share with the fans of Living Skin.
0: Well, we are thrilled that you have joined us and called in from Chicago today. Um, so just a little brief background, Gina actually is a career coach that I call on from time to time when I'm stuck in my work, you know, need some advice and career direction. So Gina is actually a spiritual career coach, motivational speaker, and an organizational consultant. And I think what's interesting is that Gina, you were a former attorney and a former nonprofit executive. That's right.
1: That's right. So I have experience in all types of industries.
0: Yes, definitely. I think it's so fascinating how your past business experience has really brought you to this amazing career that you have today.
1: So having that diverse background does allow me to understand people in various careers, the pressures they may face, the goals that they may be trying to fulfill upon and what it could look like in different settings if you're an entrepreneur or if you are in some kind of a business or corporate setting. Mm -hmm. Perfect.
0: And I think what's great, fantastic about that is because of your experience, you can bring all of that talent experience to really offer I think a lot of more practical advice to individuals as well as organizations.
1: Yes, true. That is true. From a lot of experience, I've pretty much been there, done that with most scenarios in some form that people bring to me. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think what's interesting with your work, Gina, is that how you you really make it all about, um, How can all of us make a paradigm shift in at work? I know you and I have had discussions about it being from instead of being from hard at work, it's more about heart at work and very much about purpose, service, um, great relationships and fun. That's such a huge key component of what we do.
1: Yes, there's this um, mindset that many of us have around work, that it is hard and uh, that we go to work and we give of ourselves and then the joy in life comes when we retire or it comes you know, outside of the nine to five or whatever our working hours are. I'm really working with both individuals and organizations around allowing this heart, H-E-A-R-T, at work shift, where it is these things that you've said, where we get to love the work we do so much it doesn't even feel like work, uh, where we might measure our success based on having fun and other values to us Um, And then also that we get to have great relationships that allow all of us to thrive ourselves, our companies, wherever we're at. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I think the work that you do is so powerful and I can definitely, you know, attest to that myself as well. So I think what's exciting for our listeners today is that you're going to be really sharing with us just some powerful strategies uh, about how to be filled with purpose, operate from your genius Absolutely, fall in love with your career and just bring your dreams to life. so we're just going to go ahead and just dive right in so I have so many questions for you today, Gina we're just going to dive right in and ask you kind of the first one, which i I oftentimes you know think about myself, which is you know how do you how does one find their purpose and really make it? Their, their passion. You know, where does someone really define it? Or sometimes I've heard it referred to as, you know, know your why. Do you have any tips of how to start this process? Uh, maybe if someone's just beginning their career, um, maybe they're they've been in their career for a long time, they could be feeling a little burnt out, or they just need a fresh path.
1: Yes, this is such a wonderful topic, and I'm excited you've asked this question. Um, What I want to start with is that there are a lot of people looking for purpose at this point in their careers. Um, You may not look for it in the beginning. Some people do, but it's often as we mature more and we've seen ourselves be successful. We've made some money and now it's not just about proving we can do it. It's about doing work that is meaningful. And what I can say about purpose you know we say how do I find it well it's really not about finding your purpose it's about letting your purpose find you I actually um, came across a book recently that says it teaches you how to discover your why or your purpose and I was very curious about it it came from an author that I was curious about and had followed some of his work and so I asked a friend would you sit with me and help me test this out like I want to try this let's see if it works on you and on me." And honestly, it felt stressful. It's like we were trying to find it. We were mm-hmm. tr- trying to get at the answer. And it, it just doesn't work that way. We, did we get some clues? Was it a useful exercise? Sure. But here's how it really works. With your purpose, you can cultivate it. You can call it and you can ask for it. But it's something that's revealed to you in its time. It's not something you can make show up. Does that does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so it's like you can't force it. It's not like you're constantly right. out there digging and searching and really trying to find your purpose. Like you said, your purpose really finds find you. Okay, yeah, makes complete yes, sense. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I don't want to leave everybody in the dark, though. Um, you know, if someone is saying, I want more purpose in my career, I have some, some ways I can guide around this. Okay. Um, and so, as I said, you can cultivate it. You can call it, right? So, so your purpose is something that wants to be discovered, but it takes self-examination. It takes going out into the world and maybe trying some things out, and then, and then it starts to show itself to you. So, if you're someone who might be asking, "What is my purpose?" Let's say you're burnt out in your current work. You're over. You've been overgiving, and you're curious do I want to make a change, or or is there a way I can make the work I do more meaningful? Here are some questions you can ask. Um, First, the very first thing is to say, okay, um, here's what I'm experiencing right now. What do I want more of, and what do I want less of? And also then ask about maybe specific interests you have. when I was an attorney, so I've been through a couple career transitions. And when I was an attorney, I I came across this period in my career where I just said, I I don't know that this is the path I want anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I began to ask myself these questions here. You know, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? What I knew and what was very clear to me was, well, I want more of the opportunity to proactively help people live better lives. What do I want less of? Well, I'm in this profession that is adversarial. It's about fighting. I wanted less of that, right? I didn't want to be, you know, duking things out. I wanted to be, like I said, on the positive side of making change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, I, and then I thought about what are my specific interests? And I started to actually take some actions around those. So, so the first thing you do is you ask these questions. More of, less of, and what am I curious about? What are some things I'm interested in? Then out of those answers, you set an intention, right? So when I was an attorney, I I said to myself, "Okay, well, I want more of this and less of this. And those were intentions I held in my heart. And then around those areas that I had specific interests, I took inspired action. And I posted my whole career story on my website. And I won't get into that level of detail here. But if anybody wants to hear it, it's really quite magical how I went through this process. And you will see that from doing this, my next career basically showed itself to me where I was running a nonprofit organization. that was very inspiring work for me. That was a, a representation of my purpose and I didn't make it happen. It found me. Mm-hmm. And that's what's possible when you ask these questions and you're cultivating purpose, then, you know, you're testing things out and opportunity comes your way.
0: I really like how you said that you're cultivating your purpose about being curious, asking those questions and then just, you know, setting the intentions. And also, I think it's important for for listeners to know that, because especially, you know, in our industry and many of our skin therapists have been working in this industry for 10, 20 plus years. And sometimes you just, you know, you need to, like you said, take a step back. And understand what do I want more of, and what do I want less of? Okay, perfect. I'll let you let you continue. This is this is great stuff.
1: So, you know, I don't want to lead people to believe that you have to make this huge leap. That it's all about like I was a lawyer and then I went into a different industry. Um, particularly if you've been in an industry a long time, sometimes you just need a pivot or a shift. I've coached many clients who really just needed to create more purpose in their career. And I call this repurposing, right? Like you can totally reinvent your career like I did from lawyer to nonprofit executive, but you can also repurpose it and find more purpose in what you're already doing. And so again, it's these questions that are going to help you to do that. And it's also about, um, you know, measuring our success in many ways has been around, are we making a certain amount of dollars? Are we hitting certain goals? Are we meeting certain results? But what's also important is that we bring our whole self into our work. And so, you know, what do we wanna fulfill upon? Do we really wanna be of service to people in a particular way? Do we want to have fun in the work that we do? Do we wanna bring fun and lightness to others? I was sitting with a client today who, was just talking to her about how she brings so much light to other people. And I mean, what a beautiful gift in and of itself. That's purpose, you know, to realize that about yourself, to know that, that you have that ability to, to, to do such good for people. And I know a lot of your audience, Beth, is in the skincare industry, and that's a big part of the role. Um, probably some of the best self-care they do all day is seeing their skin therapist or even just walking into a salon where they know they're going to, you know, get some, uh, get themselves filled up, get taken care of. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, for, for for the therapists and entrepreneurs running salons listening, you know, to know that there's purpose right there. It's it's right there in being of service to others.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful one too. I mean, you know, we in our industry, the way that we connect and touch people, I think, is very, very unique and very and very special. We're constantly right, giving to our clients all the time. It's I would definitely say it's uh, it's our passion. <laughs> it's our calling yeah. um, as well.
1: And sometimes we just lose sight because you're in the day-to-day operations. And, and, I, and I feel like we're going to talk about some other things um, in this show today that might help people understand why they get in that rut. But, um, but you know, it's, it's important to come back and, and reconnect to purpose.
0: Yeah, really reconnect to your purpose and, and having your purpose find you. So be curious, set intentions, and take inspired action. Perfect so i have um the second question i have for you and i think we've all kind of heard this saying about do what you love love what you do but what is your advice for helping someone really stay true to what they love to do or as i've heard you say before um you know finding their genius
1: yeah this is a big area of coaching that i do and Um, You know, there's 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 a couple components. So, you know, one is working in your genius zone But some people need to back up and even understand what that is some people really don't have a sense of their genius zone So there's there's discovering it and then there's making sure you're actually working in it,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So working from your genius zone is Basically broken down as the following you are doing what is your natural talent It also combines with the experience you bring to the table, um, the passion that you hold. What are you excited about? Where do you want to serve? And what do you feel is your calling? And so when we're in our genius zone, it's this combination of all of those things. And when you're doing this, it literally doesn't feel like work. It feels like play. It feels like fun. And, and, And I find myself saying this and I have clients say this to me. It's like, I can't even believe I'm getting paid for this. That's what being in your genius zone feels like. So that's what people, um, I really coach them about finding and discovering.
0: I think I love how you describe that, too, about being in your genius zone and and then really tapping into like your natural talent and your passion, because that's what's so important. I mean, especially in our industry. That when you, you know, working with a skin therapist, whether you are one or you're going to see one, I mean, this is what we love to do. I mean, we love skin and (laughs) we love touching it and and talking about it and treating it. But it's also, too, we love like the clients and the work that comes out of it um, as well. And, you know, and like I love how you said, too, that when you're loving what you do, it doesn't really feel like work. So yes. what would you what would you say to someone who feels like maybe like work is feeling like hard or they're feeling like yes. they're stuck or in a rut?
1: Yes. So you either want to explore maybe you're not working in your genius zone or you want to explore maybe you're working in a way that's not quite correct. Um, like let's say the um, the entrepreneur who's running a salon and trying to do it all herself Mm -hmm. without getting the support she needs right like she might be doing what she loves but it's really feels hard because she's not getting the support she needs Um, and there are two different scenarios so you know is it a matter of your your work itself what you're doing from day to day does it fill you up does it feel exciting does it feel fun when I sit with clients it doesn't feel like work, it's fun, it's, it's, it's joyful. If I'm um, you know collaborating with someone like you on a podcast, or if I'm creating a new program or a motivational talk, this is joy to me, it's fun. Um, does that mean there's never some moment of challenge or hardship? I mean, of course there is, this is, this is life. But the work itself feels joyful. Now, I am an entrepreneur and a business owner, and there are things like doing the accounting um, and you know figuring out marketing strategies. And, and there are some things that, that for me are actually draining because that's not my natural genius. And so what's ideal is that those become, we, we, we know what drains us. It's just as important as knowing what fills us up and what feels good, because what drains you, you may not be able to do it today, but your longer term goal is to get that off your plate. Give that to someone who it is their genius. I may not want to do the accounting and the marketing, but there's somebody who loves doing that. And that's ideally who in your business you hand it off to if you work for someone else um, don't write it off as impossible we can always go to whoever we're working for and hopefully they want us to thrive and be our best and we can tell them our long-term goals of i know i'm doing this part of the work right now but i can see that it actually weighs on me and it makes it hard for me to, to do this part you know like a skin therapist for example um, inside of a salon, where do you thrive? Where do you want to add to the salon? Maybe you love doing the marketing and you want to jump in and help there, but you've been asked, you know, to to take on more clients and would allow you to do that, and you want to kind of make this pivot. It's always about you know being in communication with yourself and then your teams about about what do you thrive in and what do you want to give off to someone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think and I think it's a good point too about being in communication. Not only with the people that you're working with or working for, if you were working for someone else, but being communication with yourself and, and being you know honest and open with that. I mean, as a past business owner myself, I am that person who did everything. And it's, yes. it's tough. It's tough. It's yes. really draining because you're like you love what you're doing. And then there's these other aspects of your day to day that can definitely feel draining. And I think that actually transitions me into my next question, which was one thing that really helped me was, you know, I didn't have the ability necessarily to hire, right, a bunch of people. But what I did have the luxury of going out and doing was, you know, finding a mentor to kind of be able to, to talk about these things with or even get referrals or ideas or, you know, bounce off. Ways to to do business um, differently. So I, one of the things that I think is important, and you and I have talked about this, is about finding and and getting a mentor. Right? You you can't have all the answers all the time. Right? It's such. It's as an entrepreneur, I think finding a mentor can be such a support. Um, do you have any advice or on uh, on this, or even just how powerful having a mentor can be to someone?
1: Yes. Well, first of all, I've been in multiple industries, as I've shared, and I have never entered an industry without immediately finding a mentor. I mean, always, that was one of the first things that I would do is identify someone who could guide me. And sometimes I'd have multiple, but usually one key mentor to have someone inside that industry that is where you want to go, they've achieved it, and you can always go to them for guidance and support. So. I absolutely am a believer in in securing mentors. Um, You're doing yourself really a disservice if you don't find one. Um, Why are they valuable? Well, one, they know what you don't know. When you're entering something newly, there's a million things you don't know, even if you went to school for it. And if you go to school for something, there's just so many pieces they can never tell you. Um, You know, when I started law school, I had actually already worked in a law firm um, for a couple of years, and I, had been mentored by the um, head attorney in this firm, worked right under his wing, and I was just like, I was excelling in law school because I had all this mentorship, hands-on experience, someone guiding me, um, and and that really set me up in my whole career. I was very successful as a lawyer. It was never a matter of I wasn't successful as to why I left. you know, and then when I shifted to running the nonprofit organization, I immediately found someone who had been running a nonprofit, another women's organization that had similar values to what I was doing. She'd been doing it for over 20 years. So finding these mentors, you know, they know what you don't know. And also they can open doors that you wouldn't be able to open for yourself. They know the industry, they have the connections. If you need something to happen, they can show you how, Mm -hmm. and that's just priceless. That's just priceless because especially if there are some entrepreneurs out there, it's very easy to think, well, there's no way to do this. It's impossible. Go to a mentor and that mentor will tell you how they will, they will be able to say, well, I can introduce you to this person and that'll open that door for you.
0: Right. And I think that's a good point that you brought up too, is being able to, to seek out a mentor. Um, so I would want to maybe have you explain a little bit more. How can someone, if someone's thinking about this, like I'm not sure where to start, who to ask? Um, maybe they feel they don't know enough people, you know, in their industry. What are, what is some advice on how to to find a mentor? Pardon me, find a mentor that works for you yeah. that help that helps you. I should say.
1: Yeah. Well, I've had mentors come into my life in one of three ways. So um, first, it could be someone that I've worked for. In the legal industry, that was the case. I had two major mentors in the legal, well, I'd say maybe three major mentors in the legal industry, and they were all people I worked directly for. Um, it also could be someone that shows up in your life. When I started in the coaching industry, um, actually someone I had known for a period of time, um, we had lunch one day, I told her I was shifting into the coaching industry, And basically, I knew she was a coach, but she had some specific skill sets that I wanted that I didn't even know were part of what she did. And so she ended up becoming my mentor as I started in the coaching industry. So she just sort of showed up, right? I knew I was was looking for some guidance. Um, The third way is you can actually seek a mentor out. So I have two examples of that. When I was in the nonprofit industry, um, and just getting started, there was an event. It was about mentorship. It was a uh, a walk in one of the big parks here in Chicago. And and you got literally paired up. You know, what's the industry we're in? We'll pair you with a mentor to go on this walk together. It was a beautiful event. And, you know, it was me and, like, eight other women paired with this one woman who was an icon in the nonprofit industry here in Chicago. And um, I was just, like, right next to her. I couldn't believe, like, a lot of these other women were barely talking to her. And I was like... I'm right in here. I'm going to talk to her. So, like putting myself, you know, there to Mm -hmm. ask her questions. People love to talk about themselves and their experience. You know, I've had the experience to be a mentor myself. I love talking about myself and my experience. So, you know, you have to, you know, if you're going to seek out a mentor, you need to engage them. You need to be the one to say, you know, I'd like to have some more conversations with you.
0: Okay, so really so if you if you don't currently have a mentor or someone that you consider a mentor it's just it could be someone that you already know someone in an in- industry like you mentioned like your boss or um, you know someone who is doing what you want to do which I think is a great uh, point they might just show up um, you can seek them out and I think that's a really um, powerful piece of advice that you gave is that when you do find a mentor to be specific to ask them for what you need, that they don't may not necessarily know how to immediately help you unless you can really communicate um, that as well. And I think that's a, a great piece of advice. But I think also having a mentor is a way to kind of help your help yourself and also to you know help your career. And I think in our industry, I mean, we give to clients every day. And I know as being a past business owner, uh, a skin therapist, and then also, to working in a a very busy career right now, that it's important to give back to yourself. And I think, you know, as I say, I always hear the saying that you can't work from, right, like an empty vessel, that you need to be able to take care of yourself so that you can do your best work. So what are some ways um, or some recommended ways that you might have of how someone can really take care of yourself that maybe you have for entrepreneurs. I know for me, my first, one of my first things was having a career coach, Mm -hmm. um, but also to making sure of taking care of myself, both not only health wise, but you know, uh, you know, kind of like your mind, body and spirit, but what are some advice or tips that you have for someone to really take care of themselves?
1: Yeah, and, and I want to reframe this a bit in a way that I feel like helps people embrace it more because if we call it like take care of yourself or self-care, guess where that falls on your list? Last. It
0: last. <laughs> right? It does. No, you're totally, it last. You're, so so right. you're so right. You're yeah. so right with that.
1: So let's be real that that's okay. what happens if we make it about self-care. Okay. So I reframe this and I say this is... These are strategies. These are ways to maximize your genius and also to really amp up your ability to serve. This okay. is what helps us. If we do these things, we show up at, at our best for others.
0: For I love others. that. So maximize your mm-hmm. genius and your ability to serve.
1: Yes. Perfect. And, and let me tell you why. Because, again, let's get honest.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: When we deplete our st- physically, we don't, you know, eat nutritious foods, we don't get enough sleep, um, when we don't take time for our soul and check in with ourselves, um, when we're just like burning the candle at both ends, what happens? Beth, what, what have you experienced? Oh, well, your body just says
0: no more. You get tired and you don't think clearly and you don't make the best choices for yourself.
1: Right, not making the best choices, your body starts to shut down, you honestly aren't being typically of greatest service to people. You might start getting short with people because you just you don't have any more to give. Um, or if you're not doing it at work, maybe you start doing it at home and then you feel bad and it's like this cycle. So mm-hmm. it, it, what we really need to do is, is, is to fill ourselves, as you said, so that we can be of greater service. And sometimes where people feel stuck in their career is just because they've been working too hard and not taking the time to fill themselves up that they don't feel like they have purpose anymore because they're kind of walking around like a jerk or a depleted vessel, and that's why they feel bad. So this, what we want to look at this like, it's like you want to take care of these parts of yourselves the way you take care of a client. Mm -hmm. And there's four parts of us that are essential to give attention to. Okay, and this is not just about you, it's about everybody in your life, your clients, your family, the business that you're running, the team that you manage, um, you know, everybody that you come in contact, you are benefiting them by taking care of these four things. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
1: The first is the body, right? Our body is like the car we drive. So there are just very basic pieces of physical health that we cannot neglect. One of the ones I love to talk about is water, for example. Skin therapists, I think, know a lot about water. So I may not need to, you know, talk about <laughs> yes. that so much here. But Yes, we, yes, we do, we do. Okay, but guess what? Your brain doesn't function if you're dehydrated. Water is essential. You know, nutritious foods, you know, uh, it doesn't mean you can never have some, you know, snack that's like fun, but, but really like getting greens and foods that like give nutrition to your body, it's essential. Getting sleep. Oh my gosh, I, I almost always forget to ask people about sleep because I sleep so well. But sleep, there's a lot of people who aren't sleeping at night. That's when we heal our bodies. Um, and so these are essential pieces. Like if you neglect your body, your body will shut down. So if you don't, if you don't take care of your body, you can't be of service. Your your ability to serve will be severely um, impacted, maybe not immediately, but it will be. Okay. So that's number one, is to be of great service, your body needs to be maintained really well. You also need to really maintain your soul. And so your soul is, um, you know, this non-physical part of you, but we can't deny its presence. You know, it's that desire for purpose. It's that um, part of us that, um, you know, needs to connect with something bigger than ourselves. For some people, this may be God or some sort of spiritual practices, but it's at least an opportunity to reflect on who we are and where our life is going. And this is another one that can easily fall to the bottom of the list. But if we don't give it some maintenance regularly, you know, some kind of, practice daily or at least once a week, we start to become someone who lacks direction and we become, you know, unsure of our path. And so the more that we can create some time with our soul, the more we can be of service and show up and really be present for people and fulfill with our genius.
0: Mm-hmm. I think meditation for me is has been a game changer because it's, it's, it's almost, too, just getting reconnected with yourself, but also, to just taking a moment and just kind of shutting things off a little bit and, and getting back to the essence of who you are. So perfect. So definitely healthy body taking time out for your soul as your, as the second one. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. And third is the heart. So the heart is the part of us that really desires connection with others. And so we need to kind of check in sometimes where we are emotionally Um, you know, we go through heartbreaks in life that might, um, that might be needing to be addressed Are we grieving something has a tragedy happened in our family. Is there a coworker that you're having a hard time with? You know, these are not things to neglect if we want to do our best work. You know, this is part of being in your genius zone is being like free and clear. Uh, to be yourself, to show up fully. And so we need to address when there are issues of the heart. You know, are we struggling with loneliness? Are we feeling um, angry? And and working those things out and giving ourselves the space, whether it's conversations with friends, mentors, coaches, or counselors, um, to, to take time to sort these things out, to make sure we have time with our loved ones, which fills up our hearts and helps us to be of great service when we do show up at work.
0: Okay. And I think also, too, that's a good point that you made about, you know, there is a a kind of an epidemic of loneliness going on right now. Oh, yes. And I think one of the things as a skin therapist, you mean, especially when you have someone coming into your room, is just that is such a powerful connection. And you know, working from your heart, that energy is picked up and it's definitely transferred. So being in your best, you know, heart space definitely allows you, as you said, to do to do your higher purpose or your higher service uh, to others. Okay, perfect.
1: And, and Beth, I just want to say though, thank you for highlighting that because it is so true. Like loneliness is a real issue. In our present life, it's, it's sort of how we've structured ourselves. Um, a lot of people live alone, um, or you, you know, let's say even if you have a family, you may live with your family, but you have all these responsibilities that you have to take care of there, and you, you know, you feel like you're doing a lot on your own, even though other people are present. You want more help. Um, you know, or in your job, you know, if you don't feel you have a mentor or someone that you can go to or colleagues that you get along with, like, it just gets lonely. So the heart needs people to connect with. And that's a really important, um, you know, part of, of loving the work that you do and, and being able to serve is that your own heart feels Mm -hmm. full and whole.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, so we've got three already. So just, I'm going to try to keep, so we were talking about taking care of our body, really filling our soul and, um, and definitely being able to, to have that, that healthy heart, um, as well. And then you said you have a fourth one for us today.
1: Yes. Number four is our inner child. Uh, this is the part of us that needs to have fun. Um, and I, you know, I was thinking as I was as I was preparing for this podcast, like if there's one of these of mine that needs a little more work, which one is it? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the inner child. She needs a little more attention because it's so easy in life to get serious um, and to uh, um, you know think everything is serious, and maybe there's a problem that comes up and we get dramatic. And if we could all bring a little more play and fun into our lives, Um, you know, think about the things that make us laugh. There's a reason they say laughter is the best medicine. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really, it it, it shifts our our, our spirits. You know, maybe we're in the middle of a difficult conversation with somebody, but if somebody could crack a joke, we might be able to make peace, you know, and like work it out. Um, So having that inner child be alive is really important. And we feed her by giving her time by, you know, maybe it's having a hobby Um, or, or finding something you love and working it into your life. Maybe you, you know, I love to dance, you know, I'm really feeling stiff. I'll get up and and do a little, you know, take a little dance break. Um, you know, maybe you're creative in terms of painting or drawing, you know, you can just stop and make a quick sketch and like, like let yourself be free. Like giving that inner child the time to express, but also you know, making clear time for fun. And, you know, vacations are the extreme example of this, but, you know, an evening with your friends, um, you know, cooking a fun dinner, like whatever feels fun to you is a way to nurture your inner child. And as long as we can give attention to that, again, you show up to work more in your genius zone, um, more able to serve because you fed this part of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're having more fun, I mean, you are just... I feel generally in a a happier place. I mean, because work its easy. I'm totally guilty of this, this, is that you can let work take over oftentimes and take over not just your day-to-day, you know, but a lot of aspects of your life. So taking some time out, enjoying life, and having more fun with it, um, I, you know, can, can definitely make a, a huge change, um, in that as well, a huge change in your business. I feel like a huge change in yourself, yes. your personality. And I think that also too kind of brings me, brings me to my fifth question, which is, you know, when we do get, you know, if we do take that step where we're just kind of getting almost, we get kind of caught up in our, our work and our business and our day to day, um, is that, how does someone take a moment to take a step back and, and get, you know, clarity on maybe their business vision? Maybe they've they've thought they were going in one direction. Maybe things are changing. But do you have any suggested steps or ways for our listeners to understand how can they stay consistent um, with a career vision, maybe even ways to plan it, um, or how to how to stay on track?
1: Yeah, great, great question. Um, And this to me is really about people being able to bring their dreams to life. Um, And it's so easy that we go along in our work and we're just kind of doing what we think we need to do to get through the day, whether we're working for ourselves um, and we just need to, you know, like get the bills paid or if we are um, working for someone else, we're just following whatever are their prescriptives for the work that we're doing and we're working for them. The way to really shape your own career, to, to, to know, you know that you're fulfilling on what you're meant to do, your own genius, is to put down on paper some version of a vision of what you want to create. A lot of what I do as a coach is help people shape that it's not easy to do on your own i don't want to say it's impossible um, but it does this is a great time if you're trying to to get a sense of vision it can be a great time to work with someone to help you do that to help bring out your good ideas And, and a vision really is about taking all your best ideas putting them on paper getting clarity because you start to put them down and it's messy at first mm-hmm. when I work with my clients and their visions it's not it's not like perfect the first time they write it um, I've been revisioning in my business and I, I keep editing it you know I'm 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 working with a coach and uh, every once in a while I know that that's important for me and, and I think when you're in like a growth or transition cycle it's a good time Um So it's putting your best ideas down on paper, clarifying them by the process of writing or seeing what they look like. Um, And then when you have these things down, you know, in, in a vision, I have a template I use with my clients, there's not an absolute magic formula, but you know, it's some form of like goals and purpose, strategies. Um, actions, having a sense of what might be some of your obstacles and how are you going to manage those, you know, this is what a vision and plan could look like. Um, And once you have that, then number one, this, this written vision helps you know what action you want to take, right? Because a lot of people, you know, it's like if you don't have something written down and some strategies, you're just kind of like every day trying to do something, but a vision helps you focus. And so when you have it written down on paper, you can start to follow a plan. Um, and, but at the same time, you want to allow opportunity to come in. So the plan doesn't have to be absolute. It helps guide you. Okay. So once you, and, but this is also the magic of creating a plan. And I do this with a lot of clients who might feel confused about direction. Um, once we get a plan in place, can you can even start with just a set of goals or intentions. Once you write that down, it's pretty amazing how things start to show up in your life mm-hmm. to support that.
0: Yeah. So Especially like that, writing it down. Like you said, I think that yeah. like, that's the first step, right? I think that's sometimes the first it's the step. hardest step is like, it's, where do I get started? Well, first of all, put it out there, right? Write it down and, and start to see how this, how your vision really looks.
1: Okay. Right. And, and you don't have to claim it that with the first way that you write it. It's a pro it's a creative process and you want to get them vision to a point that you're like, yes, I commit to this, but it doesn't have to be that in the first draft. That may take a little, That may take a little time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then you want to have ways to come back to the vision, right? It could be rituals um, of, of, you know, every Monday you start by looking at your vision and creating your um, action steps for the week, um, you know, or having every quarter, every quarter I revisit my my vision and, and see if anything is needs to be changed or tweaked. Um, but then what becomes really important too is support structures. So you know you're asking about staying on track. So creating the vision is a starting point, but how do you actually follow through with that vision and not get all over the place with you know distractions and, and other things coming up. And it's really about finding a system that works for you. Um, what I find, you know, if it's a time of growth or transition where I need Um, significant support. I go to a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a time where I really just need collaboration and to talk about my ideas, then that's a really great time to be engaged in a mastermind group of other people that are in uh, a similar line of work to you. And you can talk about your, um, you know, your goals and what you're up to and they hold you accountable. Um, you know sometimes it's really it's something you can really do with the team that you're a part of if it's your own business or um, uh, You know someone else in your company or if you have an assistant That that you know, you're working on a project together And so you you know, you can set those intentions and and follow through but some structure is required I mean, I've learned this as a business owner if I don't have a structure to follow through on a great idea I won't follow through on it.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's always that's the hardest thing, especially when if you are constantly thinking of ideas or ideas are continuously coming to you or or maybe there's a shift in your business. I know, especially if you know, if you're a skin therapist and you have a one treatment room, small space and suddenly you see that you're busier and suddenly you're thinking, oh, my gosh, like I'm outgrowing my space. Maybe now I need to think about, you know, shifting my vision and my plan because I'm going to grow my business or add on another employee, um, as well. And I think, I mean, that is, a, I think a huge, a pivotal point in your life when things start to, to change like that. Do you have any, um, advice around those big shifts of how do you kind of, could come back to your vision or to stay on track?
1: Yeah. Um, what I've defined a few areas um, that I really work with people around in their careers that I find to be pivotal moments that supports needed. I and mean, whether it's a coach or a mentor or however you that support is up to you. But these are areas that I find um, are great opportunity to be really digging in and examining. Um, one I've mentioned, which is the time of repurposing in your career. So are you in a stage where you know you're, you know, loving what you do, you're in the right industry, but uh, what you want to do is feel more inspired, connected to purpose, supported in relationships, and, you know, let all that feed to positive um, results in your business. So are you looking to repurpose? That would be a question to ask. Um, Another question you might want to ask, am I really looking to reinvent? Is this a time where I'm not sure what my genius is that I really want to give to the world, and I want to learn what that is so I can be of service with that and be more authentic and have a more fun and free career path. So that would be another opportunity that people might want to explore, is a reinvention. Um, Another time is, uh, I call it the resume time. Maybe you've identified a dream job and imposter syndrome comes in where you're like, oh my God, this job looks amazing, but... Am I qualified for it? Am I ready for it? Mm -hmm. And this might be a time that you want to really dig into yourself and say, well, what is inside of me and how do I present myself? I know I want to go this direction. How do I present myself so that I can um, pursue that, that, that scenario. And then the other, the other area is where we really just need a reboot. So you're having a moment where you're feeling stuck and you might want immediate support. This is when, you know, get a one-time coaching session from someone, go get on the phone with your mentor. That's why I'm meeting with my mentor uh, tomorrow. It's like, I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. You know, just get that quick reboot. So one of the things I would say is identify where you are as best as you can and and move forward with that in mind with some kind of support, keeping in mind um, mentors, keeping in mind coaches, keeping in mind you know, taking care of your body, your soul, your heart, your inner child. If you look to all of those things and you take a moment and, you know, ask some of these questions that we've talked about today, uh, you'll know what your next step is.
0: Definitely. I think that that's so powerful, too, just how you really, really outline that you, you can be in different stages in your work and in your career And and I think what's fantastic too, especially in the skincare industry, we're such a community that you have the ability to reach out to other skin therapists who might either be going through what you're going through, or they've experienced something, or they've lessons learned, or you know someone who's expanded their business, or maybe you know decided to go off on a different route in the skincare industry, and I. I just really encourage that as well because, you know, it's such a connection and community when it comes to that, um, especially with Dermalogica that, you know, from our training centers to the therapist in class, to being able to reach out to an educator or a team member or a business consultant, but not to forget those people who are, are right there doing right, like what you're doing every day. And and it's okay to be in a different kind of a different area of your, your vision or your plan. And I think, you know, one of the things I've learned is to give yourself permission that it's okay if you go off track, (laughs) that there's always a way to get back on it. And that's just definitely part, part of it as well.
1: And this is why, you know, a really big part of why I call it heart at work you know, our heart craves that connection with others who want to be in community with us and all we want to be filled with purpose and do good through the work that we do. And so having that community that you're talking about going out and seeking the mentors and having support inside your industry is so absolutely invaluable to us thriving.
0: Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, um, again, I just can't Thank you enough for spending the time with us today to really take a a deeper dive, a really good heartfelt look about really finding our purpose, um, learning how to operate our genius, and definitely falling in love again and again um, with a career that so many of us are so passionate about. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.